Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Hello? Hi. Oh, there you are. Sorry. I was I was trying to see if you could hear me. Uh, apparently, a crystal couldn't hear me. And uh, I oh. just did a long intro, and I don't know if anyone actually heard it. So uh, nope. let me try to uh, – I'm going to clap. Or, you know what this was? And I'm going to try to clap this and start right from the beginning. I must have hit okay. my mute button. <laughs> so I guess nobody heard me. All right, let me try this again right from the top. Clapperboard, here we go. Welcome, everyone, to a brand-new episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. My name is Mike Mullins, and I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And I have been ramping for the past four minutes, thinking that I'm talking to somebody, and apparently I was talking to nobody. Uh, But I have some good news for you. Apparently I can be heard. We've got the broadcast signal. We cleared the, uh, the, the, the phone system off in Ontario, Canada. See, when you live on top of a mountain, on top of a mountain, on top of the Great Mount Ontario, reception can be difficult. It was actually my fault this time, but I'm going to try to blame it on Crystal, pass the buck. So without any further ado, <laughs> I'm bringing on my co-host, the one and the only, the co-host with the most, Canadian quote master herself, Blasting that maple leaf bat signal into the air and connecting with Crystal Stewart. Hello. Hello. Why is it I get blamed for everything? <laughs> <laughs> ask ask my wife. It's an MO. It's one of my MOs. Okay. You know what? I'll take the blame for the pumpkin spice cannon in the office, but yeah, I didn't do this. no well apparently so all right i'm just going to bring all the the laundry onto the air so beforehand um, i was talking to crystal and i was and right as we were going on air she gave me some instructions about something we're doing for the show tonight so i know that there's a way to kind of uh to conference me and crystal while the intro is playing so the public can't hear it 
yet I've never used that feature. So on a whim, with 20 seconds into the show, I tried to get on to Crystal's like, person-to-person thing and ask her what was going on. And like most things in my life, I have the best attentions, but they typically lead to catastrophic results. So that's basically what happened. So I apologize to all the listeners out there for cutting into this time. I got, we can go, I think, as much as 10 minutes over uh, on here. So I'll try to make up for it as we go. But that was my fault. It, I, I don't, I'm not blaming Crystal Stewart unless you think I should because then I'll totally go that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, Crystal, all right, I know you've worked yeah. really hard and, and you've got a, some awesome uh, stuff lined up for us tonight and you're pulling an amazing story out of the community as you've got your fingers in the pulse of everything going on in the GDPY universe. But tonight you picked one story that inspired you and is going to inspire a lot of people. And I would love for you to intro our guests and I will do my best not to hang up on any of you. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I don't find this at all comforting. Um <laughs> that Mike's not going to hang up on any of us. Um so tonight um I have to admit that, you know, I picked tonight's guest because really I was being a bit greedy because she's one of my favorite people ever. And <laughs> She is my brother's significant other. So, you know, I just, I love her to death. Um, and I think tonight's conversation very well may not be towards more um, DDPY as much as it's going to be about positive attitude and mindset and what to do when things seem to go south. But really... You know, just recognizing that there's a blessing in the mess, and I think that's going to be um, something that we talk about. So tonight's guest is my sister from another mister. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Emma. Um, Yeah, this is my friend, Emma. I can't, I don't know if I'm saying your last name right. Whitley? So that's um, it's actually my middle for name, Perkins. Whitney. Yeah, Perkins is my last name, but for okay. certain reasons, I um, had to change it on Facebook for now, which is fine. <laughs> I so, have so but, much yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to point out here to keep the levity a little bit. Crystal went on 20 minutes about how you're your her best friend and she doesn't know your last name. Real nice, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get no. Totally no, I'm I, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Well, okay. No. Well, I'm gonna kind of bring it down because we are dealing. We're dealing with something serious. We're gonna try to take it, as, you know, as positive as possible because I know it's a heavy subject and a lot going on. But first things first, uh, Emma, can you kind of catch us up on, on you know you've been through a lot lately. And it's, you know, something that probably most people will never experience and you have a unique perspective. And, you know, I'd love for you to kind of walk us through the past few months and, you know, everything that you've been through and then we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, first things first, I love you too, Crystal, very much. Um, (laughs) So, and I, it's been such a blessing to um, have met you and um, even if it hasn't been in person yet. So, and having your influence in my life is just, it's 
been amazing. So, yes, that's definitely mutual. Um, I guess as far as my story, it's um, the last few months have been uh, kind of turned upside down. Um, I was born with club feet. Um, and for most people, that's not really a big thing. It's a very common birth defect. Um, but for me, my severity is uh, 1 in 500,000 and has led to, um, I believe I've had 11 reconstructive surgeries over my lifetime. Um, pins, plates, um, missing bones, fused bones, all kinds of stuff. So um, amputation was actually suggested when I was born um, because they knew how hard of a road it was going to be, um, but my parents declined, and that was the decision that they felt was best at the time, and I don't hold any um, judgment on that. You do the best that you can when you're a parent with the information that you have, um, and being a mom of three littles myself, like, I totally get that. Um, so, but as time has gone on, my feet have gotten worse and worse and have been breaking down. Um, they would fracture from walking, um, all kinds of stuff. So um, basically this year we finally made the decision. Um, I just moved to the St. Louis area this year to be close to a surgeon that I found who could do the procedure um, to see what my options were for moving forward. And amputation was decided on um, for my right foot and below the knee. And um, to a lot of people, amputation seems like a very extreme move, <laughs> uh, which it is, but when you look at the whole situation, um, the fact that there were days that I could not get out of bed, um, that my feet wouldn't hold my weight. Um, and like, I'm a, I'm a curvy girl, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not a big girl. I, in that normal range, so to speak, um, but it's just the arthritis and the osteoporosis in there. Um, just, I couldn't do it. Um, and then my kids are now they're seven, five and three. Um, so not being able to get up and run after your kids um, and being able to care for them really on your own is really devastating. And amputation really provided me a way out um, because every surgeon I had talked to, whether they were willing to do the amputation or not, had told me I had uh, about five to eight years left before I would be wheelchair-bound. Um, so I took a chance and uh, decided to move forward with the amputation. Um, back in September, and it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> uh, things went well at first. Um, I met John back in uh, March. We started chatting, and it just really took off. He's my human. <laughs> um, there's really no other way to explain it. Uh, when, you, when you find your person, you find your person. And um, it's been amazing, and he has been there for me every single step of the way, the good, bad, the ugly, um, and he hasn't flinched at all. Um, and I feel really, really blessed in that. And um, when we went to do the amputation, he was there, um, and we did all the things that we were supposed to do and caring, you know, and recovery and all of that, um, but it just hasn't been healing. Um, finally went in for a second opinion. Um, sorry, I'm saying I'm a lot, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I went to see a guy in this area, um, and he's the guy that you see, uh, for revisions or, um, he's a fi known as a fixer. He's a plastic surgery, um, specialist and he does 
uh, mostly does amputations. And he basically said, he's like, this is not going to heal. So um, he's like, you've got at least nine months to a year of healing. He's, uh, the whole incision basically has come apart. They left a staple behind um, that we didn't know about. I ended up in the ER in the middle of October um, with severe pain and all of that. And, uh, yeah, they found a staple in there that they had forgotten to remove, um, as well as the fact that they apparently used non-absorbable sutures deeper down, and I have a history um, of my body rejecting those kinds of things. I had hardware implanted in my left foot years ago that um, had to be removed as well because my, my body was rejecting the screws. Um, so it's well documented in my, you know, my medical history. And my body is basically pushing all of the instruments that they used out. And uh, this new guy is very... Um, understanding of that and sorry um, but uh, yeah so we've just kind of made the decision to um, have a revision which was kind of the last thing that I wanted to hear uh, but I am now scheduled for December uh, 2nd and 7th it's going to be split into two surgeries so um yeah, so I have two weeks, and I'm going back under the knife um, to basically start at square one. Um, but he uh, does things very differently. I will be in the hospital much longer, um, probably about two weeks, and then being sent to their rehab facility next door for another two weeks. So I'll probably be in a hospital setting for about a month. So, yeah. It's I'm sorry. Been, um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, that's uh, that, no. I'm saying I'm sorry. That's that's it's a real. That's I mean that's heavy. That's like, I mean, can I just on a personal thing uh, make it about me for a second? <laughs> I I guess I do. But we just got back from vacation, and my mother-in-law was born with a club foot, and she's had a history of problems. She was in the hospital while we were on vacation up in New Hampshire because she had a massive infection, and we had spent about a week, you know, with that possibility in front of us, and. It's terrifying from a family member's perspective. I can't imagine going through it. It's because, I mean, but, you know, also talking to her and stuff, like she's been battling such a lifetime of pain and surgeries. Like you said, she had the leg lengthening Mm -hmm. surgery. She had all of this work done. She basically has no sensation in her leg and foot. And, you know, I I was just talking to my wife. We're going over what the possibilities could be. And it's like I was asking, do you think you have hope that – with the technology they have right now that you could possibly do better off without, I mean, it sounds weird and it sounds kind of cool to say, but mm-hmm. without the foot, do you think that you have a possibility that you probably may not have had with it? Like yeah. of a better quality of life? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the advancement in prosthetics is amazing. Um, I've talked, uh, I'm not, on Facebook with a couple of different club foot support groups um, and amputee support groups. And there's quite a few of us out there who had severe club feet and had them removed. Um, and the majority of those that did that, their quality of life has gone through the roof. Um, less pain, less, um, you know, degeneration. Like club foot is a degenerative disease. It, it will never get better. It will always get worse. And the breakdown process is um, highly volatile, meaning they don't know which 
area is going to give way first, whereas with amputees, it's a very typical breakdown process. You know, your hips or your knees, and there's very specific physical therapy that you can do, DDPY, for example, um, chiropractic care. They work with amputees all of the time. Clubfoot is very, um, it's rather variable um, depending on the severity and the specifics. So it can be, uh, lack of a better term, a real crapshoot basically on your healthcare plan as far as your um, prognosis. So, um, and that's why we decided to go ahead with amputation that um, I would be able to control more of what's happening to my body this way um, and hopefully just have a better quality of life. Um, you reach, you know, I'm in my early 30s right now, um, but, you know, if we were to wait because, you know, my foot's not gangrene or something like that, like they would remove it for, like, diabetics or things like that, you know, and I wait till I'm about 45, the healing process in, you know, 10 years is going to be much longer. Your body does not recover very well or as well as it does. It, you know, every 10 years or so, it, the healing process is much slower. So I just kind of figured, like, why am I going to wait until I'm even in more pain? I'm already at, you know, I was already at, like, an eight every single day. Um, and then there were other wow. days where I couldn't even walk. So, you know, and that was, that's just my reality, you know. That's, um, that's a brave thing I mean, to do, though. Like, that, no, for real. Like, you know, they throw that term around. <laughs> but, you. like, you've got 10 years in your future. You know, I'm the kind of guy that if I don't have to deal with it today, I'm good. You know, push it off as long as I can. <laughs> but you'd have the, yeah. well, you'd have the foresight to be like, listen, I, I, to be able to be analytical about it and think I have better chance of doing better now. I'll save myself the pain. But even that, that like, you know, yeah. if I told myself that tomorrow, like, I mean, 10 years from now, my head might explode, but then I, if I, you know, amputate my leg, it might not. I still probably, because it's terrifying. It's a terrifying prospect. Yeah. And it's oh, something, it I mean, that's a lot of bravery and uh, to do something like oh, that. Even though it's for your own good, it's still a really hard decision to make. Thank you. I, I appreciate that because it um, has not been – well received by some um, before, not that I care all that much. <laughs> I mean, when you deal with stuff like this your whole life, um, whether it be, a, you know, physical disability, um, invisible illnesses, you know, those kinds of things, like you don't really have time for other people and their uninformed opinions. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I know Crystal understands that one. Um, yep. But it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate, um, I, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. It's, um, it's not easy. Um, it's, you know, I've heard it before where people say, you know, people with chronic pain, if they say it doesn't hurt, it really hurts. If they say it hurts, mm -hmm. it really fucking hurts. Like, <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, that's always something to keep in mind. Um, you know, we don't make these decisions lightly, um, and we still, you know, the world still goes on. I still have things to do. I still have to go to work. I still have to take care of my kids. Um, you know, I still got bills to pay, and it's just, it, it hasn't been an easy thing, but I'm, I'm let me, looking, uh, I'm trying to look forward to what it could be. Let me, let me. Let me just say this real quick, and then I'll let, I'll have Crystal kind of take over some questions because I, I know she's probably got a lot she wants to talk to you about too. But I just wanted to get this in here real quick. Crystal um, mm -hmm. sent me a, a, you know your information last week, and, and I was you know poking around on some videos and stuff, and I saw a video of you guys kind of laughing about some stuff, and it made me <laughs> you know laugh, 
and I also appreciated it so much. And, and here's the thing. It's, it's not a funny thing to happen. There's nothing funny about having to go through that. But you find you have to find light or else you're just going to live in darkness. And I always live yeah. by the mantra, if you can laugh about things, then you can beat things. Because it, it, it takes a per, certain power and control over it. And this is a different situation, but people are going to be different. You know, even close friends aren't going to know how to react because, it's you know, I remember when, when my father passed last year and it's a completely different situation, mm-hmm. but people around me were so like weird and nervous about like, about like kind of tiptoeing around me. I'm like, listen, I've been dealing this for 30 days. You're making it weird. I'm not making it weird. So if you can right. kind of give, take that, that load off of them that they don't know how to react and you can kind of have some yeah. levity, not with the situation, but just life, life, you have to be able to do that. It's a power that yeah. you take over it. And it's a power that you can control. Um, and I think that, that was, first of all, it was beautiful. And it was legitimately funny watching you get into the van and you guys goofing around. <laughs> I, I thought that was, was beautiful. the IHOP one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> I, but I bet you in that moment, everybody who watched that felt more comfortable. And, and, and it yeah. took kind of some. And that's what you need in this moment. You need to have your friends just be your friends. Not know, not know what yeah. to do around you. Not like treat you like because you know people treat you differently they don't know how to react to it because it's such a it's a horrific injury and a horrific uh, procedure yeah and i thought that was a beautiful thing you guys you know having fun well thank you well mike you could ask nature about that one because she was standing there when it happened (laughs) (laughs) i love her no i love nature yeah no uh, uh my um the doctors call it a residual limb or a stump, and I didn't feel like that was, like, personal enough. So this is, uh, we call her Peggy. Um, soon to be Peg, because she's getting shortened. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, amputee humor is a thing, and it is much needed. So it's, uh, it's just, you'll find that a lot in amputee circles. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> No, that, that's and cool. I, I love it. I think one of the most amazing things, Emma, is, you know, for the outside world looking in, I know what they immediately see. But when I stop and I see you, I don't see the parts of you that may be, quote, unquote, missing mm-hmm. because you've never been more of a whole person to me than you are right now because you're such a light in my life. And I, (laughs) you're not, you're not the part that, you know, is gone. You're more than that. You're so much more than that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I just love you. (laughs) And I mean, I just, I can't concentrate on a part that, very well may not be working. I always say, oh, this is my sister, Emma, and that wasn't working up to her standards, so we got rid of it. <laughs> so, you know, that's no. just what it is. No, you described um, uh, my bestie, uh, Nikki Barnett. She's new to the program. I've known her for years, and she actually said the same thing. So she was just like, I don't know. She's like, some people would think that, You'd be looked at differently. She's like, I just, I just look at you like I always have. It's just, it's right. you. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. 
So it just, <laughs> I just, it warms my heart when people say that because it's, you know, it just makes, it just makes accepting it easier. I have my moments of catching myself in front of like the full length mirror and like kind of seeing me how other people see me. Um, and then I just kind of brush it off. But it's, you know, other than that, it's, it's just how I am now. So <laughs> I have a question for you because I know how hard this is. Sorry, Mike. Um, I, I know how much of a stressor it is going into a hospital and mm-hmm. I know the relief of coming out of a hospital. Um, mm-hmm. What's it like being told that you have to go back in? <sighs> well, um, when we were first having issues and we realized that there was still a staple in there um, and realizing that, you know, this isn't going to go how we had planned, I'm not going to lie, um, I lost my shit. Um, yep. Sorry, I don't know if we can say that online. Um, of course you can. <laughs> Okay. Um, I uh, yeah, I totally lost my shit. I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, people ask me all the time, "How do you stay so positive?" I'm like, I don't. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean, I have my bad days. I have my really bad moments. Um, but I don't live there. I right. I push forward every single day. And a lot of days, it's a choice. It is a choice. And um, you know, to quote John here, who's been there through all of it, where he'll let me have my really dark moments. Um, that nobody else has ever seen and I'll have my days and then after some days or whatever he's he's poking like hey come on you got to talk to me you got to you got to you know breathe move forward what are we going to do those kinds of things and he pulls me out of it and um, I can't say enough about a support system you if you're going through anything you need to reach out to people Um, I just yeah that makes all of the difference. But as far as being told that I'm going to need more surgery, initially, like I said, I lost my shit because um, I was just like, I have already been through so much. I've already been so strong and I'm continuing to be strong. I, I am so fucking tired. I am yep. tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I had that moment, a couple moments, <laughs> and then realized, you know, had a deep breath, put my big girl pants on, was like, okay, I can't change my situation of where I'm at right now. What can I do, though? What control do I have? And that's when I started reaching out. I started, you know, finding the process or going through the process of finding another doctor um, because my, my surgeon I did have wasn't really interested in, you know, finishing this out. So I was like, okay, I can be pissed about that or I can find somebody who will, you know, ride this crazy train with me. Um, and I got connected with this, uh, this doctor through my prosthetist, um, the guy who does uh, the prosthetics. And uh, they were both like, yeah, no, this is not okay. Um, and I'm really at peace with it now. I really am because I understand that going back to do this, the fact that we're doing things completely different from how he's going to do the amputation to how he's sealing the wound to how long I'm staying in the hospital. Like, everything is completely different. It's amazing. Like, it blows my mind. Um, and realizing that the situation I'm in now, if I were to leave it as, as is, I would have a minimum of nine months to a year of healing and most likely future complications with trying to get fitted for a prosthetic because there's nerve involvement in the scar tissue where it's trying to heal right now. So my prognosis is not great. If I go under the knife again, I will have about a month to six weeks of healing, and I will be done. 
done and be ready to get a leg and move on with my life. So I have to make that decision of, you know, which one do I want to do? I don't really want to have surgery again. I don't really want to live in a hospital for a month again and not be able to see my kids because they won't be allowed to visit. But after one month to six weeks, I should be good to go. And we have contingency plans in place. Um, Or do I want to just wait and wallow for nine months to see if it eventually gets better? So I'm going to take the rougher but shorter route and suck it up again. (laughs) And um, pray that 2022 is better. It's an investment, you know. It's it's a lot of hell to go through yeah. up front, but you know, it's it, look at it as an investment. It's you know, investment of time, pain, health, all of this. But you know, down the line, it's gonna be it's gonna be better. And I and I have a lot of uh, I have a hope and faith that you'll do really well with this and, and flourish with it. So um, I'm I'm glad to see that you've had to make that decision. Uh, not glad to see you had to make the decision. Glad to see you made a <laughs> difficult decision. On and I think it's gonna Thanks work well. out better in the long run. And the fact that you kind of, you know, I don't, I know that we're all about positivity here and I, and I always do, (laughs) I always say positivity works, but if you don't have an outlet for your negative energy or your breakdowns, that's serial killer shit. Like, like that's how people become serial killers. (laughs) You got to be able to let some of that out. And Uh I think having an amputation is a pretty good reason to have a couple shitty days. Like, I think that's, you're, you're warranted. <laughs> Seriously. You like you've got to be able to let that negativity out. So, you yeah. know, it's important and I, I love it. And I drew real, real quick before uh, I had to touch on crystal says something a little while ago about how that part wasn't working for you anymore and you had to get rid of it. And I would really appreciate if you didn't tell my wife that because she's just going to exchange me for a whole, everything for a whole new mom. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, so oh, sorry. No worries. I had to. <laughs> but no, no, you're no. <laughs> but okay. Here, here's the thing. So you know, you got John in your life. Obviously, you guys, are, you know, you guys are, have a well-oiled machine here going. You have a great support system, and that's that's huge. That's important. And yeah, it, there is going to be a learning curve. Like you got to relearn how to do a lot of things. People don't realize. They think it's just okay. It's going to hurt, and then I'll be back on my feet. But there's a lot of patience yeah. and you, and it's cool that you have somebody who's there to be patient and, and giving, you know, support and time and energy. It's, it's going to be a difficult process, but the fact that you got someone cool in your corner is, is a real plus too. So, so kudos to him and make sure he, uh, he keeps everything in check uh, and make sure you guys do the rehab correctly and all that stuff. Uh, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you guys have a oh, really yeah. good future ahead of you. Just make sure you keep your nose down and, and keep focusing on the, the end goal. Thank you. We will for sure. We got plans. I mean, <laughs> I I think it's one of those. I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, uh, outside of everything, I know you both, but looking in, um, it just goes to prove that the bonds of strength, and that it's okay to borrow somebody else's strength if you don't have enough for your own. Um, it's okay. It's okay to fall into a rut. It's okay to fall down. It's just not okay to unpack your bags and stay there. And I see that with you guys so much. And I mean, I have taken a lot, um, recently. (laughs) I've had major surgery recently and I'm telling you, you are a light, both of you to look at. (laughs) 
um, in a whole lot of darkness. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know I love you, sis. <laughs> I love you too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, so, you know, coming back forth, mm-hmm. you know, to tie it back into DDP for a second, DDY. Yes. You know, it's one of those programs that really – the bed flex and all this stuff, you have a lot of options when you do get ready to come back and start making a, a, you know, a go of it. How intimidated are you to kind of get things, you know, if you're exercise or what have you, and do you, have you tried actually working out yet in any of the capacities? And I'm curious to see what that is like or will be like now that you've got a new situation, you know, with, with your leg and stuff uh, is it's going to be a learning curve. Have you tried to kind of get on the mat and do anything yet? Besides, like, you know, obviously the bed flex and chair flex type of thing? Um, a little bit. I um, She will have a great three-legged dog. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> See, that's the kind of humor we got. Um, it'll be awesome. No, I'm going to – well, yeah, and no, I'll kick his ass at it. Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, I, uh, I've tried some things um, – I was doing quite a bit after the initial surgery as I was healing and doing well. Um, it was funny because in the hospital initially, um, they were trying to change the sheets or something, um, but they didn't want me to get out of bed. It was it was like 2 in the morning or something like that. And she was like trying to move me, but it was just awkward because I'm like all you know, hooked up to all the things. I was like, oh, my God, just stop. So I went up like into a, a bridge like a, or inverted table, yeah, um, with, you know, the one leg and my uh, amputated leg just kind of up in the air, and she just looks at me like, okay. <laughs> um, so that was kind of impressive. That's not something that I could have done before uh, DDPY. Uh, it's been amazing, this program. Um, besides the club feet, I, was all, I also have um, severe scoliosis. So I have curvature of the spine, and it's, been really really rough i have a lot of back pain and that kind of stuff um and before i started i couldn't even bend over halfway um and right before i went in for surgery i could palm the ground which is something that i could yeah i could have never done that and i i mean i'm talking i've done physical therapy chiropractic all the kinds of things and nothing works like ddpy uh you know when john i mean john geeked out about it before even our first date um, so our first day, that's all we talked about. Um, it was hilarious. Uh, but it was great. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll give it a try. And it, it totally changed everything. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons that my back has been in such great shape through this whole recovery process, um, being in bed so much or being in a wheelchair, that it's been able to handle it. Um, I've done some exercises, but since it really got bad with the incision reopening and that kind of stuff, I've taking it easy, haven't done anything, um, just as to not aggravate or make it worse at this point. But as soon as I'm into the rehab portion, um, because when I'm cleared for rehab, um, that's when we're going to go full force as far as, you know, working and physical therapy and all that kind of stuff. So I will be doing DDPY while I'm staying in rehab (laughs) as much as I can um, or as much as they'll let me. So um, even if it's just starting small or just, you know, small stretches or these kinds of things here and there, but I want to get back to it as I, yeah, I cannot wait. So I, I love it. And here's a, here's a serious <laughs> question real quick for a friend of the show. Uh, is, I mean, have you, 
by any chance reached out to Zach Gallen or anything. He's a DDPY guy. Right. I've been a guest on the show a bunch of times. Um, he might have some great insight from somebody who's also in the same circles and stuff. Yeah. I haven't talked to him, but I know John has uh, mentioned him before. Um, who was it, Steve? Stephen Wright, yeah, Stephen Wright Jr. I spoke with him after my surgery as well, uh, or uh, right before. Yes, um, we chatted about what I was going to go through too. He's an amputee as well. So, but I, um, yeah, I haven't really talked with anybody. I'm I'm kind of one of those that's just kind of in the shadows. I just lurk. <laughs> I like watching everybody else's, you know, progress and those kinds of things. You know, I don't think that I'm necessarily special or anything like that. I just, you know, I I just honestly started making videos about my story just in case there was somebody else that needed help because, you know, that's how I found out about things um, for my situation. Uh, It's just other everyday people going through hell. So I figured, well, why not? (laughs) <laughs> we'll see, but uh, that's, I mean, yeah. you have no idea how valuable that people. is, right? Oh. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> what's that, John? We've kind of we've got that, but yeah, yeah. Well, he's been on the show quite a bit. I, I'll try to get. I, mean, I know that uh, Mac. I mean, um, uh, Robert's big, uh, really close to him, so I'll, I'll actually reach out to Robert and see because he's. You know, he's uh, Zach is such a great guy, and you know, we, we, yeah. he's been on the show so many times, and you know, he's had. It, Talk about a guy who's overcome, you know, that guy was in the ring with Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon and all these guys on, on the <laughs> biggest stage of them all. And he said, you know, he lost his leg very young. And, man, that guy, I mean, yeah. I, I when I was on, he was on, I said to him, I said, I don't know how, I, how I'm supposed to call it you have a disability when you can do things that I could never dream of. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> It's it's so I mean awesome. and it is I mean it's it's never like a good thing it's never you know you don't want that to happen but it, it's beautiful how it, the advancements in technology and medical technology and all this stuff that you can really you know decades ago even that would have been just you know I mean it's going to park me for the rest of my life you know I'm going to have to sit around and just observe but now everything is really just progressed in technology and medicine and stuff that. It's like, yeah. like we talked about at the beginning, you're probably going to find out how much pain you actually were in now that you don't have that as much anymore. Like it's probably going to be a game changer. Well that's, well, that's been a thing, honestly. It's uh that's, you know, I've been having, you know, I've had some nerve issues with this dump, which they'll fix that. But um, that initial pain or the chronic pain that I was in is gone. Um, and my brain isn't really sure what to do. <laughs> I mean, it's been like that for my whole life. So that in itself has been an adjustment. It's been a good one, but it's interesting. It's not something that I expected wow. right away. So. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> imagine. You know, it's like when a blind person, yeah. you know, has that ability to see. It's like I never knew what it was like to be without. That it's like you don't really know what to make of the, you know, where I'm at. The, the new reality. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that it's, it's inspiring. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. No, sorry. I just wanted to ask a question. Emma, is, is, can you, have you had phantom pain? Uh, some. Um, most of my pain has been associated with the nerve that uh, was exposed um, right. through the incision. Yeah, so um, that's been more of my pain. I've had some phantom pains, um, but it's more of phantom sensations. Like right, right now, for example, I can feel my big toe. That doesn't exist. 
Um, it's really strange. It just, and it all feels like it's inside of Peggy. It doesn't feel like it's out where my foot would normally be. It feels like it's inside the limb. Um, wow. And you'll hear amputees describe that, and it sounds really strange, but we all describe the same thing. So um, I haven't really had any major phantom pains, though, so I've been uh, feeling very blessed about that. Um, but the nerve pains, the shooting pains or sharp burning pains, those are um, very significant. So um, he did say that's associated with the fact that the uh, nerve got exposed. So he's going to be removing those at that um, at the second surgery. So wow. since I don't really need them anymore. <laughs> anyway. So. so when you say John gets on your nerve, that's not going to be at all a thing, <laughs> is it? <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, I have to say he's become quite good. He's been he's become quite good at being a nurse uh, with dressing changes and stuff. So that's something we've never really done before. So oh wow, takes a lot that, of stress. That, yeah, he's pretty awesome. That that helps. No, that's cool. No, that's really cool. No, it's stepping cool. up. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you you know think about it down the line. You know you know once you get kind of adjusted and used to the, all of this, you know there's going to be some fodder for some great pranks to freak some kids out, you know, down the line. Oh, I'm so like, <laughs> oh it's happening. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like just, you know, I, I remember one time years ago, my mom had a friend who she worked with at the hospital that had lost her arm and she carried around a rubber arm. That was about like the consistency of a rubber chicken. And whenever she met someone, she'd shake their, their hands, but she wouldn't sell it at all. She'd put it under there. So I'd grab her hand, and it completely collapsed, and it freaked me out. And my mom said, don't say anything about her hand. She's very self-conscious about it. So for, like, the next 10 years, I thought she had, like, some weird rubber hands. It freaked me out. Awesome. Those are the people I in my life. It's hilarious. Well, I went as a Peggy the Pirate for Halloween, so... That one's on my Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, put, you put a thing on there and pick up litter, too. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I said you can put a little, like, nail on it and pick up litter, too. Yeah, there you go, right? Perfect. <laughs> oh, no, well, I know. No. The dark, I love dark humor, and I love that you're willing to, because <laughs> it is. It's, it's a serious situation, and if you let it really eat you up inside, it's going to. And it's not a funny yeah. thing. Yep. Like, we, like we said, there's nothing funny about having this happen. But the way you guys are dealing it is a way that will it'll be survivable. You know, if yeah. you let it be as dark as it is, it's just going to consume you. And you have those dark moments. You have to make sure you take those dark moments. But also, you can't live there. And I no. think you guys are really inspiring the way you're kind of handling this. And handling the setback. Because when you. you're this far through... You know, you you did it, and you've gone through it, and you're you you've worked your way through, and then you just got the, you know, just the wind knocked out of you again. Like it's like, it's it's frustrating as hell, and I, I hate having to see you do that because I know how frustrating that stuff is. Not on the same level, but it really just knocks the wind out of your sails. And you guys are just mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you can't do anything right now. You got to do what you got to do and get through it and get to the other side. And you guys seem to be a great team. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, taking it a day at a time. So between life and now five kids, <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. it's been fun. Yep. <laughs> wow, yeah. And how, how are your kids handling it? Because it's difficult. You know, it's scary having to go through that. Yeah, they're, 
They're doing okay. Um, I've got uh, two older boys and then a daughter. Um, so my boys are seven and five, and they both keep asking when I'm going to get my robot leg, um, which, is, <laughs> which is pretty great. Um, but my middle one is very impatient. He's like, you've been waiting a long time. He's like, I really want to see this robot leg. Like, come on, like, get it together. Um, so <laughs> they, it doesn't phase them. Um, but, I mean, they've never really known me any different as far as, like, right. being in pain. Um, they've always known that mommy can't do certain things um, or they're really patient with me or that kind of thing. So, you know, and I had talked to them significantly uh, for months before this was going to happen and prepare them for it. And they were like, cool. You know, when I first saw them after the surgery, I came home and was in the wheelchair. And, you know, my oldest is like, oh, so that's where they cut your leg off? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, where is it? I'm like, where's why? He's like, your leg. And I was like, I I, they took it at the hospital, buddy. It's dead. Like, you know, and he's like, I wanted to see it. He was so disappointed. I was, you're such a weird kid. Like, I love you, but. <laughs> so, I mean, well, to, as far as being bothered side, by it, they're not at all. <laughs> to take his side, I really want to see the robot leg, too. So, if he can step on that right? and get going. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so Emma, for real. I have a question for. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, go ahead, Crystal. My... Sorry, my bad. Nope, no, my bad. I was Take just it. gonna say, Emma. Um, what is a question that you now would say to your yourself, your past self? What What would your future self say to you in regards to my situation? Yeah. <laughs> um, probably, you know, I would probably ask myself why I waited so long. Um, really? Honestly, of, yeah, of waiting, like, as far as, like, um, questioning my worth, I think that was a big part of this, too. Um, I didn't have uh, a good support system previously. Um <laughs> And leave it at that. And uh, I put this off for many years. Um, and it deteriorated badly. And I put myself in bad situations um, and put myself last. And uh, I'm thankful for where I'm at now. But I could have saved myself a lot of grief had I recognized my worth earlier on um, and been like, no, I need to do this for myself. I can be the best version of myself, so I can be the best mom that I can be and the most functional um, and so on, basically. And I let myself get bullied into not believing that for a long time. So, um, yeah. Have you you become well-versed in saying no? I have. um, these, These past few months especially. So... I've always been very headstrong um, and always been uh, independent, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. independent thinker, that kind of stuff. Um, But in certain situations, I would become very timid and not know how to say no, especially when it came to certain things with family. Um, And that has changed. (laughs) Good girl. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm not – doing what's best for myself and it's like and if I'm not doing that then what am I teaching my children what especially what am I teaching my daughter um and it does help too when you meet somebody who's 
who questions that about you too, of like, why are you doing this? Why are you allowing them to treat you this way? Um, and sometimes you just need somebody else in your life to have the balls basically to be like, um, if this was happening to a friend of yours, would you be this quiet? No. Right. Then why are you allowing it to happen to yourself? Right. And that really struck a chord with me big time and things really started to turn around. Um, but yes, I am becoming well versed in no and politely saying no. Um, no is a full sentence. <laughs> it does not need an explanation. Yeah, that's <laughs> A lot of times, you know, especially I, I notice it with mothers quite a bit, people, you know, women who are mothers, that they feel or feel pushed into sacrificing their health and their happiness because you've got to put your kids first. You've got kids first all the mm-hmm. time. But what they don't realize is when you sacrifice your health and your happiness, it's at the detriment of your kids. They sense that. They feel yep. that. They're not getting the best of you. So you have to put yourself into a place where you can be selfishly healthy and not selfish in a bad way, mm-hmm. like good. And yeah. that kind of just, it spills over because kids sense when you're unhappy. Since kids sense when they're, oh, yeah. you're not at your best. And it's, a, it's an investment in you that really pays off for them, too. So you can't let people tell you that, you know, you can't put yourself first because it affects the family more than anything. That's the worst bullshit shaming job that they, <laughs> anyone tries to pull. Yep. Oh, I, I completely agree. It's in the last 12 months, it's amazing to where my relationship was with my kids and how unhappy I was and miserable to where I am now and my relationship with my kids and how much more open they are with me and comfortable and loving. And it's just, it's really amazing, the trickle-down effect. Um, It's just, it becomes a part of everything. Yeah, it's a different kind of monkey when you go from a life where you have become accustomed to being an option to shifting to be a priority. I mean, that's a huge thing. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, I think every person can, you know, understand that to some extent, but when you start making that deal with yourself, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it is. And um, it helps prioritize, and it honestly, because I am taken care of, I actually have more time and more mental space to be able to be there for my kids, honestly. So more involved, more patience, more grace, those kinds of things. So um, I'm excited to see where things go, honestly. I'm I'm not looking forward to having surgery, obviously, but I'm looking forward to this next step in the process to getting through this and to moving forward with my life in a healthier body and a healthier mindset. Yeah, and yeah. you know as well as I do, you can't get to that point until you go through it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you can we can talk about it all the time, but unless you're ready to take that step, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, we, we covered a lot of the, the heavy stuff tonight, you know, a lot of the, the stuff yeah. with the, the amputation and all the dark stuff and heavy stuff and difficult things. So you got to promise me that in a few months, a year, whatever it is, next time you come on, first of all, we're going to get to see the robot leg. That's first priority. But then, then we're not going to talk to you about the amputation and all that negative stuff. We're going to talk to you about how awesome your comeback was. You promise you'll come back and tell us how 
how things are going, and we'll do a, a follow-up episode down the line when you're kicking some ass and recovering from this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can guarantee it. Uh, awesome. And uh, before we end up wrapping up, too, i got to say, you got to watch the documentary Finder's Keeper. And it's a funny, dark comedy, but it's actually really sweet. It has a lot of heart to it. And it's about a guy who okay. lost his leg, and, and it was in a plane crash, and it was found years later. But there's a real... A incredible story of, of how he like you know how he dealt with the loss yeah. of the limb and how he tied it into losing his father and stuff it's a really beautiful story but it's hilarious at the same time so finder's keeper <laughs> go look that up i and then finder's trust me keeper. it's okay. really really good yeah it's really okay, really perfect. good um but yeah. um i appreciate you guys coming on and i know we've had john on at least a couple times in the past uh yeah. couple of years so it was awesome to talk to you and uh, thanks, John, for being there for everybody and, and being there for uh, for Emma. And uh, I think it's an amazing story. And I think that this is just the beginning. It's going to be an amazing comeback story. And I think that you guys got a lot of great life uh, to live ahead of you. So I'm proud of you for the choices and how difficult it was and how much you're kicking ass and keeping positive and being negative because screw it. Sometimes you got to be negative, especially, you yep. know, when you're dealing with heavy stuff. So uh, keep doing your thing. let that shit uh, out. It, <laughs> Yeah, and and keep us posted on how things are going, and and good luck during the surgery coming up, and uh, after this, everything's gonna seem like a walk in the park, right? Well, I guess that was a bad, <laughs> that was a bad analogy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Yeah. No, thank you guys uh, so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. So it's um, I will definitely keep you guys posted on. Uh, see where it goes so uh, just keep following my uh, videos for you know when I eventually start kicking ass again Crystal do you want to have anything uh, you want to follow up I, I cut you off there a second ago I apologize no I just wanted to say love you Em and I love yeah. you too don't uh, if anybody bothers you just let me know <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, you got my back. Awesome. Perfect. Very good. I love it. Well, love you. <laughs> we we appreciate it. And uh, to wrap things up, I just wanted to apologize for Crystal's mistake at the beginning of the show. I promise she won't do it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I get blamed for everything. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, See, I I have the controls here. I can mute you saying I get blamed for everything. So now it just seems like you're speechless. <laughs> So uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Crystal. Thank you for all your hard work and everything you do. You're, you're, you're another amazing story. You're so awesome at pulling everything together every week. And if this, uh, if you weren't in it, it would be nothing but dead air every night because I would have screwed something <laughs> up and we wouldn't be on there. So I appreciate it. But Crystal, you know, we depend on you yeah. every week for a quote to kind of fire us off in the next week. And I need you to go deep in the darkest depths of the dungeon and pull out the most incredible quote you can possibly find. I got one. Oh. I got one. And it's for my sister, Emma. Um, Yay. Be, thank- <laughs> be thankful for your struggles that you go through. They make you stronger. They make you wiser. And they make you humble. But don't let them break you. Let them make you. Never. Yeah. Warriors. I love it. I love it. And thank you. And I 
I apologize for all the dark humor tonight. If anyone has the offense or offended, then contact Crystal. She'll be glad to hear your yells and screams and curses. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Be good. Thank you, guys. John, good to hear from you again, man. We'll see you guys later. Crystal, Crystal, Emma, I just put your names together. (laughs) We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. Another episode of DDP Radio. We're off next week, right, Crystal, for Thanksgiving? Her? I oh, don't I don't know. know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We may or may not be here tomorrow, next week. I don't know. I promise I'm not drinking. <laughs> this is just my typical right, uh, daily catastrophe. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye. Now. it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.